Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Band Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I thought we weren't doing that no more, Kenny. What happened? Oh, uh, yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let me start again. All right, cool. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Van Ultra Podcast, and we have a great guest for you guys today, guys and ladies today. Um, you know, this guy, I've been paying attention to his work for a few years now. Um, I love just his overall taste and just fashion, music. You know, he's he's killing it with his jazz playlists. Like I'm always uh, thinking that. Of course, of course. Um, and I really love the just the overall aesthetic of his brand, just from his attention to detail when it comes to his presentation, as far as the visuals, as far as his attention to detail when it comes to the quality of his pieces. Um, and he's next up, man. And I'm looking forward to speaking with him and I'm looking forward to just seeing all the growth he's going to be getting at some point and he's going to, he's going to make it, man. He's going to definitely make it big for sure. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. Course, Thank you. Of course. How you with, doing today, man? How you doing? Uh, with all that being said, go ahead and introduce yourself, my man. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Devante Ivory. I'm a designer, founder of uh, Boy Blondie. I also work for uh, Ori NYC and uh, Tela de Rafa. I should be making shit, man. Wait, wait. Tough, tough. Yo, so usually we like to start off our podcast with the warm intro, right? So please, for the audience at home, tell us where you're from. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised, specifically Canarsie, Brooklyn. If y'all know Pop Smoke, I actually used to like play basketball with him as a kid, you know what I'm saying? Oh, tough. Yeah, yeah, RIP, man. So yeah, I just, I grew up in um, Canarsie, Brooklyn. Word, word. And so growing up in Brooklyn, like, what were some of your interests growing up early on? I mean, you talked about basketball. I mean, were you nice or? I mean, that, that was like my dream for like, you know, the, I guess the beginning half of my life. Uh, I played basketball from like, from like sixth grade all the way up to 11th grade when I like, that's when I like found fashion. And I was like, honestly, I think I like this more. So yeah. that's when like the transition happened. But yeah, before that, I was definitely a hooper, you know what I'm saying? Your boy was nice. Were you, are you do you have like... How tall are you? Are you taller? Yeah, because you're tall. You look like a tall dude, man. Six five. Yeah. Six, oh, five. so you could you could have went to the league. You could have went to the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, I remember like the, the day I quit the basketball team. My coach like like sat me down. I was like, "Fam, what the fuck are you doing?" Like, yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna be honest. My heart is not in it. Like, I really don't want to do this shit anymore. I I'm just want to be fly, coach. I just want to be fly. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to go to Soho and get these fits off. You know, like, I'm not really trying to play ball anymore." You're trying yeah. to ball a different way. I feel you. I feel you. He said, fuck playing in the game. Nah, I'm you- fashion week. <laughs> <laughs> See, I peep the vision. Like, that's yeah, what, man. That's why I wanted to take my life. Yeah. Damn. So, like, being that you already just iterated that, right? When it comes to early on in your life, who are some of your early influences when it comes to fashion? Definitely. Like, the biggest is, like, Ralph Lauren. I think he's the flyest man to ever live, to ever walk My fucking man. Niggas don't yes. understand, bro. They don't bro. understand. Everything that anyone is doing now, Ralph did like 20 years ago, exactly. bro. Like, I've been trying to tell people for years. He's the greatest. He, it would be nobody greater. And the day he dies, I'm going to cry like a fucking baby. Like, like a baby. Like a baby. Bro, that man, he's really him. And yeah. honestly, too, um, if you guys know, like, the OG YouTuber, Jacob Keller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I as a, like in high school, like I discovered his channel, and then like I was like, "Yeah, this is my guy." Like, actually, yeah. like, I met him in person too in real life. He's a cool dude, man. He's yeah, really he's like, from uh, he's from West Coast, Oregon, like right? Portland, yeah. Or something, right? Portland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's how I kind of got started. Um, and it's funny, so funny because we were talking about that a while ago, like 
early on for me, like I got started in basketball and how I got into fashion was watching like fashion YouTube is like how you describe like Jacob Keller and things of that nature. So that's crazy. Wow. Uh, so when it comes to your family, like, is there anyone in your family who is also into fashion or just the arts in general? Yeah, so my mom, like, as a kid, like, uh, I used to see her, like, uh, design a lot. Like, she used to, like, sketch her own clothes. And I have my godmother is actually, like, a seamstress. So, like, she would, like, my mom would, like, go to her, give her designs, and they would actually, like, make the clothes that my mom would make. So, like, as a kid, I would see my mom do that all the time and do, like, other shit, like, take take clothes and, like, bleach it, or, like, take a poncho and put, like, cotton balls in it, all type of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, my dad was, like, into like designer clothing so like he would always have like a gucci trench coat on and like some woolly loafers so like he was always like really fly yeah my, my dad had this one v-neck prada sweater when i was a kid and that shit was yeah. so yeah. fly yeah. yeah yeah i really wanted it but i lost it has no idea where it went it's the bummer yeah. i didn't really like realize like how, the influence that i don't mean to like pretty recently when i realized i'm like yo i'm really like my parents like i'm like a mixture of both of them put together it's kind of crazy yeah 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 because yeah, like for me like i don't think i mean like even though we somehow get like things from like our parents in terms of like music taste or like fashion like for me i don't think i get my fashion at all from like my parents at yeah, all but like yeah. when i look at some of them older pictures i'm like damn okay y'all, love, love, y'all was love, like, so, yeah yeah I think I think once you have kids, it's like all that shit kind of goes out the window. It's just oh. kind of about your kids, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not about you anymore. Where, right. That's, right. The that's not gonna be me. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be fly. You know what I'm saying? Fly fly. Fly. You already know. You already know. <laughs> so, and we talked about it too, just briefly. Um, when it comes to you and like music, right? And obviously, when it comes to your brand, I feel like it's very heavily influenced around just like jazz or the Harlem Renaissance, like. When it comes to yourself, like, when did you necessarily get started to listening in, like, jazz music or just listening to just, like, music in general? Like, who are some of your favorite artists growing up? Yeah, I'm a big person, uh, so I'm excited to hear this answer. So uh, when it comes to music, I've, like, my whole life, I was always into music. Like, I've been, like, dancing, going to parties, like, my whole life. So, like, but, like, I didn't really, like, get crazy to, like, I say when I got to middle school, that's when I started, like, really digging for music. And that's where, like, my love for it really grew so, like, initially, it was, like, hip-hop. Like, mm-hmm. I would, like, go back and, like, listen to everybody. So, like, I, like, wanted to, like, learn about, like, every artist that came before, like, the ones of my generation. So, I, would, I went back and listened to, like, Big Daddy Kane, Keras One, Curtis Blow, Molly Mel, The Furious Five. Uh, yeah, some, Furious Five is some old head shit. <laughs> that is some <laughs> old like, head shit. I wanted to, like, see, like, like the progression kind of like yeah. how like we, like hip-hop got to like the level it got to now you know what i mean yeah. you, you know what's funny about hip-hop especially it's like if you go back and you look at early early hip-hop mm-hmm. those motherfuckers was wearing some wild shit Yo, they were wearing like cards and like v-neck unitards and like rhinestone jet. they were wearing nah, crazy. jeans yeah and then like fast forward like mm-hmm. 30 years and it's all like baggy like we wear all that shit. that's just mm-hmm. yeah hip-hop is crazy you know no, it's legit crazy. And then, like, I found through that, like, I just found, like, you know, like, Tribe Called Quest, uh, fucking Nas, Wu-Tang, Biggie, Jay-Z, like, everybody. I listen, I listen to literally everything. Like, I went back and listened to, like, the whole hip-hop history. So then once I did that, I kind of got, like, bored of that because I'm like, yo, I kind of heard everything. So then, like, listening to, like, old Tribe records, I, like, I was like, oh, this is a jazz sample. And that's kind of how, like, I transitioned into jazz. And then, like, my love for jazz, like, now that's kind of, like, the main thing I listen to, like, every day. Like, 
us to Coltrane, Denophilus Monk, World Airs. Uh, right now, you know, I'm, I'm into Italian jazz a lot right now. So, like, my guy, mm-hmm. Stelvio Capriani. Stelvio, my bruh. Crazy. That's, yo, I'm telling you, bro, like, he's him. Like, yeah. Shout out to that man. Go. I really like um like bossa nova like Brazil Brazilian jazz that shit is fire too but yeah that Italian it's and it's you know it's like a specific sound and in yeah like real dreamy cinematic yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's tough. yeah yeah shout out shout out to that but um so who's like your favorite you named a few like Coltrane like who's who do you think is your favorite John Coltrane he's the goat what's your favorite Coltrane album oh. I'm gonna say I love Supreme just because that's the first jazz album I ever listened to. So like yeah. that has a special place in my heart, but it's not my favorite project for him. I think it's probably um Blue Notes or Equinox. I like I Giant Steps. Giant Steps. Yeah. yeah. Giant Steps too. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Supreme got a special place in my heart. That was literally the first record I ever picked up. Yeah, I think when I first got into jazz, I got um my first album was Miles Davis Birth of the Cool. And that's real like big band jazz and so then when i heard a love supreme it's very kind of like it's more quintetti and it's smaller yeah there's also that's the soundtrack to an old old supreme uh skate video from like i want to say like the 2000s and that's where i heard it first and then i got oh, the wow. vinyl and yeah that shit gets rinsed at least once a week yeah i love yeah, uh, love supreme. That's literally, the good one. literally front to back supreme i love supreme that's just fire Nah, and it's crazy, like, when we're younger, like, we could be doing something, whether we be playing, like, a video game, and we hear a certain song, but once we hear it when we're older, we're like, damn, like, this shit is, it's like, bumping. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. The intricate details of the song and the nuance, what they was really trying to do, like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I do have a question before we get into your brand, of course. So, like, growing up in New York, right, Um, and obviously it's, like, the epicenter of fashion, Um, were you one of those people, like, early on growing up, like, were you in the, like, in soho like were you in the like lines of like supreme like how like when did you necessarily start knowing that okay fashion is this is what i want to get into oh sure like hmm. it didn't really like i guess like when i got out of high school i, I really started going to the city like a lot more like but like not even with my friends i was just by myself and like discovering like i remember um early on like Maybe like in in its second year, I found like the Million Door, and like I was like oh, yeah. super, super like that was like my favorite brand for a long, long ass time. Mm-hmm. So like, I wasn't really like super out there a lot growing up, but like I, I like I went to the Bape store and the old original Supreme store back in the day, mm-hmm. but I I didn't really appreciate it like I should have because like I didn't really like. I didn't, I didn't know it was as big as in the world as it was in New York. Like, that was, like, a real New York thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't really, like, be out there a lot because it was just, like, oh, it's supreme. It's been yeah. here forever, like. Yeah, I um, yeah. I have the, the, I can say that I've been to the original Supreme store, and it was, it was something special, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they wasn't there. They really wasn't there. It was. Really, they really was tiny. It wasn't, it wasn't really, like, a crazy thing, like. Nah. I mean, the people that, like, were into it, they were, like, diehard. But, like, if the craziest, you weren't, it was, like, whatever. The craziest thing about that is I just walked in. No line. Damn. I walked right in. There was no Literally, line. The, Bought what I wanted. Fifteen. Buy whatever you want. Yeah. It was, it was never, anything was never sold out. She used to go and sell, actually, every year at the end of the year. Like, yeah, um, I remember. During no, the summer. I remember. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Damn. Yeah. So, like, did you go to like school for fashion at all? Like, no, nah, nah, like this is something like I always I, everything I learned so far is self taught. Like, wow. yeah, literally, like, I didn't go to school. Ray didn't go to school for fashion. Graf didn't go to school for fashion. It's just something that we all just like grew up like loving this shit and just like this is what I want to do. And we just like kind of figured it out along the way. I think that if you if you have like a passion for something, especially like like fashion is, I think that you used to have to go to school for it. Mm-hmm. But I think these days, it's just kind of like, like YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Bro, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really? And it's like, and then adds, like graduated. Yeah. Straight up. And it like adds like a certain sense of like, um, what's what I'm looking for? Um, like, uh, community. No, not community, but it adds like a sense. I can't think of the word I'm blanking, but it adds, um, Fuck, I'm, it's gonna come to me. <laughs> but no, I def- no, I definitely agree to that. Like when it comes to just like fashion, got it. Sorry, oh, it adds sense of authenticity to the work. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's what I meant to say. No, that's a fact. Yeah, that's definitely a fact. Um, so I definitely want to transition into your brand, right, Boy Blondie, right? What gave you the initial idea or wanting to start the brand, and then also how did you come up with the name? So, um. I didn't really think about starting a brand until like I was in high school and I started to like get these fits off and like people would come up to me and it's like, yo, you should make a clothing brand. And I was like, damn, that seems like, I don't know if I want to do that. That shit seems really hard. Like, I don't think I could come up with designs all the time. Like I was really kind of like, nah, but it was always like in the back of my mind. So then like a couple years go by, like I'm finishing school, I'm working at Target and like, I felt like this stuff and I was just like, the idea popped up in my head again. I was like, damn, maybe I should, like, start something. And initially, I was supposed to start it with, like, two other friends. Mm-hmm. But they wasn't, like, as serious about it as I was. Because I was dead ass serious. I'm like, yo, I'm about to start this shit. Like, if you want to do it with me, I'm with it. Like, but you got to be dedicated. Mm-hmm. And they wasn't really giving me that energy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do this shit by myself. So then, like, I was just sitting around trying to come up with a name. Initially, I wanted to name the brand, like, Blondie. Because I was, like, a nickname of me growing up. People used to call me Blondie because um, I act like a dumb blonde sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like, but there was a brand, uh, you know, Blondie McCoy, the skater from like London. Oh yeah, yeah. James, James, yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his old brand used to be called Blondie. So I was like, oh, damn, wow. I can't use that name. So then I was just like, fuck, I really like Blondie. And then I was like, you know what, boy Blondie, I, I could be like my alias. And I was like, yeah, got it. And then from there, I was like, it was just kind of figure out how to make pieces. So then um, I found this factory, like, local to me, like, in, in Brooklyn. And they kind of, like, took me under the wing and, like, taught me, like, the whole process of, like, making clothes. And then from there, like, it's history. Wow. Well, yeah, dude, that's... So when you say, like, took you under the wing, so, like, God helped you get your samples made, helped you get your patterns made? Yeah, so so they basically explained, like, the whole process to me. And they was like, all right, so first, like, do you have a piece that you want to reference? I was like, actually, I do. I have a human-made piece. I want to make sure. It was like perfect. Bring that in. We'll make a pattern from that. And then from there, like buy the fabric. And then we could just go from there. And then um, yeah, they just like held me down. Like they like they was very like patient with me. Like there was no minimums in the beginning. Like they just let me create. Like Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I was just wondering what was your first like um how many units was your first product? How many units did you So I made twenty-five shirts. Tough tough yeah. that's i think that's like a big barrier to entry for a lot of people 
who that yeah, absolutely and it's like finding a manufacturer that a will not only like work with you but also that'll let you have those those uh moqs because i do not need 75 shirts bro like i i, yeah. I don't i don't yeah, need like, it i don't i barely need 20 like Especially yeah. in New York, if you're trying to get shit made out here, like, like they say, if you go to the gum district, for example, it's going to be super expensive. One, like, they charge in a thousand dollars for samples, one, and then, yeah, like, wow. it's minimum 500 pieces. Like, and you're not going to get around that any type of way. So, I felt like mm-hmm. I was lucky to find somebody local to me that was willing to like work with me. Like, mm-hmm. so that was definitely was, key. Was it just like a cold card? Was it like a homie that you already knew, or did you just uh, go in there? Like, um, what's up with it? I, I fucking went on YouTube and I found this channel called Makers Row and they were like interviewing manufacturers, right? And then like they interviewed um this dude and he was saying like, yeah, like we fuck with creators, bro. Like if you like, if you have a passion, like we'll work with you. It don't matter. So like I called them. I'm like, yo, I have hey, what's up? Yeah. Where like, like I'm only trying to make 25, you know, the budget is not really crazy. Fun's not crazy right now. He's like, yeah, we can work with that. Just pull up on us. We have a meeting and we can talk it out. And then yeah so i got started tough wow Damn, that's really I, and i'm not of course we're not going I, i'm assuming you still work with this manufacturer so we're not going we're not going to be we do off and on but now i mostly yeah. outsource everything to china because like it's just more affordable uh, honestly right yeah yeah damn shit. well shout out to that manufacturer hey shout him out man. yeah um so when it comes to your pieces overall where do you necessarily draw the inspiration to create certain pieces honestly like all the inspiration comes from like music, documentaries, and book. I'm like really, really into history. That was like my favorite subject growing up. And like as I've gotten older, like the more I like I just deep dive in like learning more about like the history of just black people in general. So like that's what really like I don't know, it was really fulfilling for me because it's like I actually learned something about myself and I and I could take these stories and put it like in the clothing and actually like people like yeah like did you know this like you should know this this is cool like fuck with this so that's kind of like how i like make everything it's through history through history um yeah i was a big history buff too and there's Mm. there's a lot of like just going through the years and like looking at like everything is like like world war ii great depression era workwear just like it's 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 crazy um and i've been seeing a lot on like instagram about people finding like denim from like the 20s and 30s like mm. they're digging them up out of like coal mines and like yeah, selling yeah. them for like thousands and millions of dollars just like these Damn. old vintage distressed jeans yeah you haven't seen anything like that no yeah bro like old miners jeans yeah that's yeah, crazy. crazy yeah Damn. so even like that like of it like i really love like the old traditional uh way of making american garments like i really want to like bring that back like yeah. american manufacturers yeah and our yeah, old bro. techniques straight up like like you mentioned like ralph like i mm-hmm. just i got some vintage ralph off of ebay and like union made made in usa like like that's just like it doesn't happen anymore like they don't make things yeah. like they used to so like um i think that the best way to like kind of go to that is just by like making sure that you tell a story with the garment you right. know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. And one thing I've definitely especially loved about your brand is the way you go about presenting your pieces. Um, and of course, I've been paying attention to how like for you and you, you mentioned Ray, shout out to Ray Maya. 
uh y'all how y'all get together and y'all and <laughs> y'all come up with the visuals for some of your pieces like for you right because that's for me that's one heavy thing i like to key on when it comes to some of the brands i like i love to follow mm -hmm. um where do you go into the process of going about that process in terms of picking picking a particular location or picking a particular just like model for a particular like collection like for you what's that process like for you so the way I look at it, I kind of look at the, the brand as like, I call it the Boyd Bondi Cinematic Universe. So like, I kind of, everything is through like yeah. a movie lens. And uh, so like, I just want everything to feel like very like, this movie, like, like dreamy, like, yeah. like the ideal presentation for everything. So um, yeah, that's kind of how like I approach it. So like, when I think of a movie, I'm like, all right, we got to find like a cool dope location or set. And then we got to like build out the story within it. Like, having like the location also add to the story of the clothing so like try to just make everything make sense as far as like starting locations i honestly just get on my bike and just like bike around like the city and like whatever like i find it like i just like i kind of just go out and people watch and i'm like this will make sense like hey, this will go as well with the blend so that's kind of how i do it and then like ray and me like we built this chemistry now when it like when it comes to filming that like like, honestly, I don't really use any other photographer. Like, that's my guy. Like, me and him, like, the chemistry is, like, there now. And we just make dope shit, man. Like, that's we, like really, really I know dope the feeling. Shit. I know the feeling sitting here. I know the feeling when I'm sitting here next to Kenny. Uh, when, when two great minds just link up and they just explode. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I know the feeling, dog. Yeah. Literally, like, every time you shoot, I always be surprised. I'm like, damn, like, we did it again. Like, this is really, like, it's honestly, it's really fun, and it's just cool to see that like every time we do this, like we're getting better. Like, yeah, it's, it's just been it's been a crazy journey. Like, and we only been shooting together for like it's been almost a year now. Wow, different man, yeah. And just to see you guys both like individually, like just to see the growth y'all been able to have, like, because I know with Ray, like I've been like watching his YouTube videos for like some years now, and like that's how once like I followed him and started paying more. That's how I got in. So like how I followed you and how I was following your yeah. page. And I was just like, damn, like these dudes are really just like growing and growing just when it comes to your overall work, not only the pieces, but also just the presentation of everything. So it all just comes together. So, damn. Yeah. Thank you. Cause like, honestly, like that's what I've been, we've both been just fixated on just elevating, like just like every year getting better. Like the last year has to be better than the shit we did last year. Like it can't, you yeah. have to keep on growing or else like, cause like right now the goal is like, we want to compete with like the fucking the Gucci's, the Louis. Like, we got to look at like your brand in that light to like get to the point. That's so, like, honestly, we just like, I don't know, man. we just competing with the big dogs. That's how we look at it. Like, yo, Louis are competition. So, we like, what would Louis do? You know? Yeah. And it's funny, like, this is an audio only podcast, but if the audience could see like your face when you were just like saying all that, yeah. I could genuinely see that, like, not only are you like proud of where, you know, you guys have come and where you have come specifically, but to yeah. see like how excited you are about where you're going to is, is yeah. real, I can like see it in your face that there's some shit you can't talk about, I'm sure, that you guys Yeah, yo. I could, yeah, I, I can see it in your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah something when like the pot is over i'll show you a couple of things that we've been working on but it's crazy it's crazy we got some shit coming tough and that's crazy because like for me like and i'm sure eli feels the same like when it comes to us like once we started this podcast like we had like a sense of direction and sense of like where we want to go 
but like to now like just see how what where we've gotten to now and see the progression we've made and being able to now just be on a like consistent schedule of like mm-hmm. releasing episodes and like mm-hmm. just our level of just like quality now mm-hmm. like you know from the beginning we were just like damn like how are we gonna do this have you have you this have you seen that <laughs> video of uh Joe Button in his podcast, and uh, he's like telling like his co-host, like I can get any regular Joe off the street, and the co-host gets real mad. Like, you can't talk like me, Joe. You can't talk like me, Joe. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. We talking about him and Ish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't come here talk like me, Joe. This ain't Ish. No, you can't talk like me, Joe. I was like, nobody got the mouse game. I got Joe. Fuck out of here. He was going crazy. Yeah. Damn, man. Um, so I definitely I wanted to ask too as well, since you've started the brand, what has I know it's probably gonna it's gonna be tough because I know you have a lot of like favorite pieces, but what's by far has been your favorite piece you've made this far? Uh that's a good question. Um honestly this collection that we're uh we're doing now, Black Ivy, um the knit that I just dropped. Dog. Yeah, man. Bro, Dog. like especially because like I felt like for the longest time. So to give you some like backstory in the collection and like myself, like growing up, like I was always into like the Ivy League style, mm-hmm. but like being from Brooklyn and like being in the hood, like people looked at me like, yo, you a white boy, this, you that, like you're not really fucking with your culture. Like you're trying to be white and shit. But then like last year I found this book called Black Ivy and it, it like changed me. my, yeah, it changed my whole perspective on the aesthetic. I didn't realize like the black people's contribution onto the aesthetic. So it was kind of right. like me rediscovering like my identity. So like mm-hmm. making that collection, it was just like a, a great time. Cause like, I know I like, that was a, like, especially last year. Cause like my skill set as a designer, like hit another level. So like mm-hmm. everything was just in tandem. Like, like I felt like I rediscovered my love for like the Ivy league style. And it kind of gave me directions for where I want to take the brand, like in the future. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just like rediscovering myself. It was just like fun. Like I was just like, damn, like this is what I should be doing. And this always has made sense. Like it was like a full circle moment for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that um that whole Ivy League style is really kind of coming back into yeah. into the kind of spotlight. Cause that's that's like kind of my whole shit too. That I just yeah. wanna like dressing like, you know, Miles Davis, like that's what's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dressing like Coltrane, like when they're in the stew, yeah. smoking cigarettes and like scribbling on it, like that's what's cool yeah. to me. You know what I mean? So like, you know, seeing like, you know, your collection, it's like that really like resonates with me and I can't wait for to see the rest of it for sure for sure yeah man because so far like yeah uh, yo thank you so much man I'm definitely yeah. like oh yeah. that was definitely the hardest i've worked in the collection it, like and honestly it's been paying off i'm not, i'm just happy with it like i'm like wow like and this next shoot we're gonna do man i'm gonna gonna say this now ladies and gentlemen please tap in like like as you're listening to this interview please tap in right now because man I already know just the way you're describing it and just the stuff I would see from your story, just like the little sample pics and of like certain pieces. I'm like, bro, this man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really appreciate that, man. That means a lot. Thank you. Of course, bro. Now, I do have a question. So with you, like, of course, being in Brooklyn, like, have you ever had like anything where obviously to kind of get your community involved? Have you ever did like pop up, like a pop up or a sword or anything of that nature? So like this year, I've been really trying to wrap my brain on how would like want to do it because i definitely we definitely like i mean not only me like me ray and and ralph we're trying to do a pop-up this year 
all three of our brands, but we're trying to find a space big enough where we could kind of like create like our own set, like kind of like our own mini world within the pop up. So like in my section, you'll come through and be like, you know, super rude boy vibes. I'll have the big like sound systems, you know, yeah. some Jamaican cola in there, good Jamaican yeah. music playing, you know, maybe some food, you know, and then they have the clothes. And then on Ray side, he's like a super Americana dude. Mm-hmm. He'll probably have like the crazy Japanese fabrics and all types of. Cra- and then Ralph is like the mechanic guy, so he'd probably have like have a car, and tires yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit. So we're trying to find like a space where we could do it. But like that's something definitely that we're trying to do this year for sure. Yeah, that's, that sounds fun. Uh, all together though, like all together, like we don't want to do it like by ourselves type shit. That would be hard. Yeah, that would definitely be hard. That would be cool. Yeah. For your brand, do you see yourself? Um, and I'm not sure if you have done already. Have you? Do you see yourself going into like doing any like collaborations with any sort of like other brands or possible other like artists or so? Well, that's something also I've been like thinking about, but like it has to make sense. Like, I think before, like, I'll do a collab with anybody. I think I would want to do it with my friends first before right. anybody else. But if a brand approached me and, like, it made sense, and I'm definitely not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say if, like, a Ralph Lauren hit me, like, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> nah, that would be crazy. Um, Damn, so, and I do have some questions before we get you out of here, man. Um, I do have to ask, like, for yourself, right, and for, just for the brand in general, just to start off, what are some goals that you'd like to achieve before the year is over when you're with your brand? So this year, like, before in the past, I had um some retailers hit me up to, like, try to get the brand in stores, but I was kind of hesitant. Mm-hmm. But now that, like, I feel, like, more established and, like, more, um, I guess, committed to doing this, like, because now I do this full time. Congratulations. So, um, so, oh, yo, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, last year was like the test, and like everything worked out, man. You know, so like we're doing this full time now. So, like, one of the goals definitely is to be um in retailers now. Like, now that I'm open, I'm actually like talking to Marcus right now. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but um, I didn't even wait, yeah. talking to what. I didn't even hear what you said, so you might... Uh, Marcus in Portland, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, man, you're your exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, it was it was crazy, because I was also another full circle moment. I'm like, damn, like, I shopped at Marcus because of Jacob, and, like, they hit me up. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, Um, definitely uh, getting into, into some retailers. Um, Getting into another publication. Last year, I got into GQ, and I'm like, yo, that was really, really, really fucking cool, because... Even as a kid, I read GQ, like, religiously. Yeah. Had a subscription and all that. Um, so that's a, definitely another goal, to get into another magazine. And um, get a new office space. I, like, I want to upgrade. I want to get a bigger office, for sure. And then um, to make sure this year, I'm trying to, like, take a trip to, to Italy, get up the yeah. factories, and we're going to get these loafers off the ground. So that's definitely, like, another goal. Yeah, we need we need that loafer. We need that, we need that loafer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> on the way, it's definitely happening. That's why I want to like say it now to let, let like just put it out in the air. So like after like since I said it now, it's half it has to happen. Yeah, no, since you said it on air, it definitely has to happen because they're gonna be waiting for it. No, that's a fact. Now, when it comes to yourself, what are some goals for yourself you'd like to achieve for, just personally before the year is up? Um, definitely to be more disciplined. Like I've noticed that like the times that I'm very disciplined and locked in, like I get so much shit done. Everything runs like a lot more smoothly. So like, that's definitely something um, I want to work on is to be more disciplined and like be more committed, uh, be more strict with myself when it comes to timelines. Cause I feel like 
that shit is very hard for me to like I would schedule something and it, it, it doesn't really work out because like I'm kind of like trudging my way through it yeah so, so it's something I definitely want to work on and I also like just becoming a better designer so like last year like I really sat down and buckled down and I seen like the the, the way my skill set like just like elevated to like I definitely want to continue doing that to like taking more classes um and this year so like that's something I really want to like dive into like really immerse myself into like learning that and like architecture I'm like really really into that lately like I'm like mm. I, my dream now is to like buy like build my own house have my own furniture and that bitch build that shit from scratch yeah, that's one of my, that's yeah. recently become one of my dreams is just have like the fattest crib with like yeah, a yeah. fucking 12 yeah. burner stove and like fucking three ovens oh. and like yeah. all that shit. Yeah, so, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get a spot in like Mexico and like upstate. Yeah, see, I'm gonna, gonna, see, I'm trying to be on some Montana shit and get my little Ralph ranch. That's what yeah. I'm really yeah. trying to be on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Well, Devonte, I just want to say, man, um, for myself and also Elijah, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on this podcast, man. Um, no, it's, it's been amazing. Thank you guys for having me. You've been like very, very hospitable guests. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I really man. enjoyed this conversation too. I'm, was, I'm happy that I got to finally chop it up with you. Oh, of course, man. Just to see, man. just to see, just to see your growth from when I first started following you to now, it's like it's very remarkable, man. And I know you're definitely gonna reach the goals that you want to achieve with your brand and also yourself. So I'm rooting for you, bro. I wish you nothing but the best. And yo, man, keep striving and keep going, bro. Cause that's, as just creative, like that's all we have, bro. Like just keep going with your work and you're going to get to the point you're going to be at. So yeah, bro. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, bro. Thank you guys. Of course, bro. And before you, before you get out of here, where can the people follow you? Where can they follow your brand? Uh, this is the opportunity you just just plug yourself, bro. Just let them know. Um, you can follow me at Rebirth at Sticks on Instagram. Um, Boy Blondie Co on Instagram, and also started a YouTube channel. It's called a, a Blonded Life. It's gonna be like vlogs, tutorials, some pickups, all that good shit. Wow, man. Yeah. Well, you heard it from the man himself, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Vanny Ultra Podcast, and we are signing out. We out. Peace. Peace.